You're listening to the Christy G Podcast with me, your host, Christy G. Here I sit and talk with some of the most funny, talented, and inspiring people on the planet. So sit back and enjoy this newest episode. Hey guys. Hi. (laughs) All right. So I am really excited because this week I am releasing this conversation with Chris freaking Conley of Save the Dang Day. It's the second time I've had Chris on the show. And originally... I was like, I'm going to release this episode on Wednesday the 3rd because for those of you in the Saves the Day fandom world, that's Saves the Day Day, right? But if you're new to the world of Saves, they have a song called Wednesday the 3rd and I have just decided to call every Wednesday the 3rd that ever pops up from now until the end of time is Saves the Day Day. So I was like, Chris, can we please like record and release an episode on June 3rd? That'd be super, super fun. He was like, oh, heck yeah. He probably said something along the lines of like, yes, I'm psyched. That's rad. Let's do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I say that because obviously it's not released on June 3rd. And that is because Chris and I decided to shelf the episode for a little bit because we wanted to make space for conversations to be had about a very, very important movement, which is Black Lives Matter. Both Chris and I believe in that movement so, so much. And so, with the last two episodes, episode 18 and 19, I talked to Lloyd Vines, my friend Keldine, and my friend Orlando, all about the Black Lives Matters movement. It is so dang important. For those of you who are kind of tight-knit in the Saves the Day community, you will totally recognize the name Lloyd Vines. Um, so, episode 18 is with Lloyd Vines. Lloyd is, uh, like... BFFs with Chris. They are collaborating on music projects. It's super, super fun. And Chris and I totally talk about that in this episode. Also, really fun Lloyd podcast um, facts. So in our conversation, Lloyd talks about how he's like a super fan of professional skateboarder Jeff Raleigh. And I was like, I know that name. How do I know that name? I'm like, oh my God. I used to waitress at this like breakfast diner in Long Beach. And he was totally one of my customers. Him and his family. So cool. Super rad. I was like, oh my God, I know him. So long story short, Jeff found out about the episode and how Lloyd is a super, super, super fan of his. And he recorded this really cool video. And I got to send it to Lloyd of him like talking to Lloyd and saying hi. It was really, really, really cool. So, Jeff Riley, amazing. Lloyd, so amazing. Please go check out those episodes, episodes 18 and 19. All right, fun fact about the conversation you're about to hear between me and Chris. So, our original plan was just call up like friends, you know, chat on the phone, record the conversation. But we had some like technical difficulties. So, we ended up having to record via Skype video. I was not prepared for this and um, I wish I would have recorded the the actual video footage because it was super fun and um, so many visuals like he showed us the studio and his dog like popped up every now and then his dog Joe which is super super cute and um, anyways it was really really fun so keep that in your mind while you're listening like this is what's going on um, we are honestly just trying to figure out Skype video We are like just a couple of kids born in 1980, 1981, trying to figure all of it out. Um, So it's just really silly, but we had a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, We talk about his collaboration with Lloyd, of course, the Patreon, new bug sessions, our love for Aerosmith and Tom Petty, 
an amazing company called HE Creative that designed this super rad Saves the Day poster. And I will totally link that so you guys can check it out. It's amazing. And of course, we also answer some of y'all's questions ranging from Claudio being back in the band, a Stay What You Are anniversary tour, In Reverie on vinyl, Can't Slow Down B-Sides, Lisa's birthday tape, a rumor about his first TV appearance on Conan, and his love for Adam from Taking Back Sunday and Jeff from Thursday, so much more. And oh, you will also hear a sneak peek of the Remember Verona Ring Pop collaboration that he and Lloyd recorded. It's so freaking rad. And of course, I'll link the link for you to hear the full song because, duh, you need to hear it. But all in all, guys, it honestly was just a chat between two friends, virtual high fives via Skype and dog boops. Um, it just, it was really fun. The first like 20 minutes are kind of silly, fun stuff. And then we take like a, like a 15 second break, we'll say. It'll all make sense if you listen. And then after that, we really get into the saves a day like stuff. Um, so. Anyhow, I could go on and on about this. But without further ado, here is my conversation with the super magical Chris Conley. Okay, cool. Oh my goodness. Hey, what's up? <laughs> it's fun. How you doing? We I made know. it happen. <laughs> that was hard. I know, it really seriously was. I'm like I'm so, so bad. <laughs> I, I think I might be the worst. Yeah, at... I don't... Excuse this mess. I was not prepared to video chat. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, the last time I talked to you, I had this little recorder. And yeah. it broke after I talked to you. Of course. You know what? That was probably my fault. Whole <laughs> relationship with technology. It's like really bad. Yeah, but yeah. anyways. Oh. And then I yeah, recorded with Matt Pryor via Skype and it was fine. See, he's really good at that stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was like fancy. That was totally my fault. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're awesome. All right. Well, thank you. You're awesome. I am pumped. Um I'm scatterbrained now. I can't focus. I know. It's weird. It's weird with the video, right? It's like it's yeah. added a, new, a different part of the brain. I, I, I can't do it naturally either. I'm yeah. like really video thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Cool. All right, my friend. All right. Is that a wallpaper? This is a tapestry. Oh, I was like, wow, fancy. Yeah, oh, oh that was trippy. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> okay, I want to start off by saying your hair is amazing. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's really cool. I did I, it on my. <laughs> <laughs> you did it on your own. I did. I, um, it reminds me, three years ago, I randomly just buzzed all my hair off. Nice, the whole thing. The whole it was gone, and oh, I was great. like, I feel so free. And then, like a month later, I realized I had a cowlick, and I was like, Oh uh, no. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But it's really cool. I'm envious of you guys just being able to do stuff like that. I know girls can too, but you know. Everybody could. The The secret is that guys like, I mean, heterosexual males like women how, however they are. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, that's the secret. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it ought to be easy, but I know that it's it's not. Yeah. 
Sorry, that whole, like, for people who are listening, because I don't know when I'm going to start this, but in case we've already restarted the podcast, me and Chris just spent about an hour yeah, trying up. to talk. <laughs> yeah. So we find the connection. Yeah, and, and it's video. <laughs> video. And it's super awkward for both of us. You put it out like this, if you're recording the whole thing. That's true. Yeah. Huh. The new podcast is <laughs> love it when podcasts have the visual element too and like you see the people talking that's true especially with what you got going on a lot of colors and yeah yeah I, it's a really <laughs> fun space my studio is like extremely fun to be in yeah i lived i lived in here for four years i, I might have mentioned that i lived in here for four years when uh luella's mom and i split up mm -hmm. and they were living in the front house and i was living at about back here and it's only separated by the backyard which is just the length of a pool basically okay um, and so I was in here for four years and it's like not that big. It's a, it was a one bedroom, one car garage guest house. Wow. And, uh, so being in here in this kind of like small space for four years, like I had a little bit of the cabin fever. <laughs> yeah. So it like as cozy and as cool as I possibly could just so that like, it was just me and my dog Joe in here for, Aww. Lou, obviously, Luella would be back and forth between the front house yeah. and the back. But anyway, yeah, so I made this space, like, every inch of it is, like, satisfying to look at for me. That's awesome. And, and it's I all up in, like, uh, this is the eastern corner, so this is, oh. like, where the sun comes up. Oh. So, like, over here, this is where the sun comes up. Wow. So I have, like, this amazing lamp. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, like, that red, like, cool crystal thing Fun. to rem like that's sort of like all sun imagery it's like this rising yellow thing and then a red fireball <laughs> and anyway, like that this and then it goes that way toward the south where there's more fire imagery because that's where the sun is its highest in the middle of the house is all green and brown like because that's the earth yeah and then the corner is metal so it's like i have all my guitars and amplifiers in there and it's like more white in there and then in the corner where I work is the north northern corner, and that's like the abyss. That's where we're farthest away from the sun. So that's like ocean and like death imagery. I have skeletons and uh, this really cool painting that Luella did of a cemetery. Wow. Um, and I have this amazing cow skull that's painted in crazy psychedelic colors, but then out of it's like where its third eye would be if it were human. There's this sprouting plant. So it's like all I have the space set up in sort of that feng shui thing. So I always remember it's like a constant meditation. That's awesome. Well, I, I really like your place on your live streams. I'm always like obviously watching you play, but I'm like, wow, his organization and your art, the way you do your room is amazing. Thank you. I try to make it fun yeah. for people. too. It's awesome. It's really yeah. fun. I'm very thank impressed. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. If you I always think like. It could, oh, like, man, if like Chris came through LA and he came to my house, he'd be like, "There's no organization here at all." Like, I have like Yeti, I have like two Yetis on the wall in my living room and a bunch of like random pictures, but like, there's no like theme. That's dope. I love Bigfoot. <laughs> I'll show them to you sometime. They're fun. They're like stuffed Yetis on the wall. Me, I, uh, I like. I'm pretty much. I'm one of those guys where like everything is beautiful to me, even, um, even like you know like uh messy space mm. or um 
like I have to totally clean my room today because the last time I did laundry, I didn't have time to fold mm-hmm. everything. I kind of threw it <laughs> at first. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I don't care at all. I just, I'm like, like life itself is the most amazing art. Yeah. You know, like everywhere you look, it's just unbelievable. It's, yeah. it's a psychedelic daydream. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I like I, to think a lot about the human body. Yeah. Isn't I'm, that, it's, so, I'm sorry if I'm cutting you off. It's like a little. No, I think that's part of the video. It's <laughs> like there's a slight delay too. So it's okay. No, it's all good. It's okay. all good. But yeah, have you ever been at the body exhibit? Um, no, it's well, that's like where they have like this like stretched out for like yeah. miles. Yeah, it's weird, but it's super awesome because I'm like, oh, cool. it's like how the heck, man? <laughs> it's oh, gnarly! Yeah, the human <laughs> and all the organs, like in mm-hmm. the bones and the marrow and blood and everything. It's really, really trippy. It hit the veins. It's so yeah, the veins. I, the first time I ever had um, like a. A mystical experience like like that I don't want to get to, I don't want to go get too too weird <laughs> but I, I was walking outside and it was like winter time and uh, all of a sudden I saw like the trees coming out of the earth and they were like veins uh-huh. That's obvious when you think about it but I was like oh my god I just I it, my brain made the connection that trees are veins yeah and uh, anyway it was really really cool it I was tripping super hard on that. <laughs> was it like a positive thing? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like wow. <laughs> I, I were tripping in a in as a good. That's a okay. good thing. Good. Yeah. Good. That's weird. Awesome. Weird is my favorite. Uh, probably my favorite. Uh, what do you call them? What are those words that modify things? <laughs> um. One of those. Adjective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Favorite. <laughs> ad- Cool, trippy, all that. Love it. Cool. Okay, let's get let's get into some business, Chris. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so I did like last time where I talked to people, and you know, we'll get to that where they have questions and comments. A lot of the same, like basically the same four questions from like twenty different people. Okay. It's cool. kind of fun. Um, That's really cool. But, but <laughs> we were talking about your live stream. And your and I want to talk about your Patreon too because oh, yeah I'm I'm loving the bug sessions on Thank the Patreon. You. So excited yeah. for the next one. I'm 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 uh, I'm finishing the cover mm-hmm. uh, today that and I'm turning that in tomorrow because so, it comes out on the first. Cool. So the cover for June is one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's like this song that is kind of like the blueprint for what Saves the Day sounds like. It's okay. a uh, it's a Jawbreaker song. Um, and so I'm like super excited to finish that today. And then I'm really excited about the Bug Session single this month. It's a song that people always request. And it's a song that I've been really enjoying playing recently that uh, for like a long time when I was doing it with the band, I was like, I know why people like that song. And I like that song, but I don't love playing it live. But now I'm like really, really loving playing this song. Um, and I'm not going to spill the beans on which, <laughs> but I'm really excited to make uh, the Bug Sessions version of it. Awesome. I thought it was really fun to do the um, the 12-minute long three songs in one with uh, This Is Not an Exit, uh, Cars and Calories, and um, Freakish. Yeah. It was really fun doing that. Like I had a blast. And then it was fun yesterday performing that live. 
That and was I fun. thought well, it was a cool uh, like treat for people that are part of the Patreon. Mm -hmm. they, they've already heard that Bug Session single, the three songs in one, and then playing it live uh, was really cool. And originally the plan was I was going to make this six song long suite out of this non-exit Cars and Calories Freakish Remember, Verona, and Ring Pop. Okay. Uh, but then when EVR wanted to, Equal Vision wanted to do this at home compilation, I thought, oh, cool, I'll have uh, my coffee machine is turning on. <laughs> it's like someone's I'll, hissing at you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I was like, oh, cool, I'll do um, Remember, Verona, and Ring Pop for the Equal Vision at home compilation. And then I'll do This Is Not an Exit, Cars and Calories, and Freakish for the Bug Session single for like super amazing diehard fans, like three of their favorite songs uh, as the first Bug Session single for the first Patreon release. It was really, really fun. I thought people would be psyched on that. But yeah, the original plan that I had, the light bulb moment was, oh my God, I could make all six of those songs into one seamless sonic experience. Yeah. But yesterday was the first time I ever got to perform it that way, where and Lloyd is part of the uh, Remember Verona Ring Pop, mm -hmm. like trilogy, the song Sweet. Um, we made a, uh, Equal Vision made a video for that. Oh, wow. It, which comes out to, uh, on Monday. So on Monday, the Equal Vision, the EVR at Home compilation is coming out Monday, and the video is uh, premiering. And it turned out really, really cool. So it saves the day featuring Lloyd Vines. We had so much fun making that. And uh, and it's it's sort of a preview of what's to come with his music. Uh, also, on his album, we're doing a new version of Nightingale, wow. the same day song. Uh, yeah, and the other producer said made this sick beat out of uh, part of the the uh, Nightingale um, soundtrack. Yo, can I? I have to take a text right right now from Luella's. <laughs> Sure. I'll, I think this will work, but I'll, I'll just be here in the background. Hold on. Sure. Okay. Hey, are you there still? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yo, um, she is coming in 10 minutes to get Luella. Okay. So let me go up and get Lou organized, and then can we just hit pause on this, yeah. and then I'll call you back afterwards? Totally. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to try to work on this. Research. The setup? Yeah. Oh well, you got me under your spell. really hard and not talking while you're talking which is a good thing i do the same thing yep okay cool 
All right, so we were talking about. Hi, Joe. My dog. <gasps> oh, oh my God! I'm gonna boop its nose. Yeah. I don't know how to do it on here. There we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so we're talking about oh the bug sessions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So fun. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, um, just now, uh, coconut on the bug sessions. Thick. Oh, I was randomly thinking the other day about how coconut trees, like they're palm trees, but how the ones in California oh, don't have coconuts. I already did that. Coconut was on one of the bug sessions? Yeah. Oh, snap. I'm going to do part two. I'm going to do a new one. I'm oh, going to do a club thump beat, the 808 beat that I've been doing. <laughs> um, yeah, wait. So that you're thinking these <laughs> are like palm trees? Oh, yeah. Because I was like coconut trees or palm trees but why don't i ever see coconuts just like all over the city so i did research like a nerd oh, cool. yeah <laughs> and realized that the california ones don't have coconuts on them so Which fun fact true that po coconuts actually grow from palm trees yeah but it's, it's a certain um not a breed <laughs> tree yeah. Um, like yeah whatever strain or something <laughs> yeah i think it's like in florida the ones in florida have coconuts Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. Because I was that's thinking so, that the mayhem that would be if coconuts just fell off trees everywhere in L.A. It would be bad. Sure. It played, um, saves it, played Singapore. Mm. I think it was Singapore. And um, they have the co they have coconut trees there. And, like, there's these guys who, like, you pay them, like, two bucks. And then they, like, climb up the tree and chop down coconuts. Nice. Um, and then they make a hole, and you just drink the water. Oh, I kind of I don't know how to record this, but this is really fun. We have a guest, Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe oh. the pupper. Joe, dog Joe is now is here. <laughs> Joe, so cute. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, I'm totally scatterbrained. This is coming out Wednesday the third. Sick. For saves the day day. Yeah. Can you give me a little backstory on that song? Like, what's so special about yeah. Wednesday the 3rd? So, um, okay, Joe. <laughs> so, um, that song, I remember I was living in Brooklyn at mm -hmm. the time. And, uh, it was one of those songs where, uh, like, I was in the shower and all of a sudden this song starts playing in my head. And it was all so it was just in my head and so i was like holy shit i love that so i hopped out of the shower recorded it on this little mini disc recorder i used to have before iphones and uh and then finished the shower and then when i got out i i i <laughs> I found the melody like on the guitar. Like I, I learned the melody on the guitar that, and then I sort of like found some chords that would work underneath that. And I was like, sick. I love <laughs> it. And then the words uh, just sort of like came on their own as well. Like a lot of times when I'm writing, I'll just be, I'm just like listening for it. Like, I'm not consciously, it's very rare that I'm consciously thinking, like, oh, I want to write this. I want to, like, I want the song to be about this. And Wednesday the 3rd was just a phrase that came out while I was, like, streamlining, like, uh, yes, yeah, whatever, uh, stream of consciousness writing. Mm -hmm. 
And that's how I was trained to, to write was a uh, stream of consciousness. So like I let, so then I'm just like being receptive and open to what comes through. And, uh, and then just, I trust, I, I'm, I'm its biggest fan. You know what I mean? Like in the old days, they used to call it the muse. The muses would bring ideas to artists. Yeah. So that's, that's really what happens. And, um, so that, that was just a phrase that came through and I wrote it down and then I liked that for the title. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like I had never, I don't think I had ever even like noticed a Wednesday the third before that moment in my life. Yeah. Like I, it wasn't like a special day or anything. Um, but I loved the phrase. So it's there fun. you go. It's fun. That's, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, I was like, there's got to be something. It's funny because I sometimes my memories pop up on Instagram and I tagged Wednesday the 3rd like 3 years ago. I'm like, Aw. oh. I don't know That's which one it was, but um, um my brain. I Oh, funny. It's funny though because like when we're like this, it really is accessing I think it's accessing a part of the brain that humans have never used before. Yeah. So like the connections don't fire off as rapidly. That's interesting. Hung up like you're like, <laughs> it's it's so um, unfamiliar. Yeah. I, natural, but I don't believe that's the case because I believe this is a new part of our nature that will unfold. So it will become part of our nature. It's like we didn't used to like make fires and cook food and stuff. And then that became second nature. That's true. This like third third nature this is like <laughs> 10th nature we're way in the future now it's weird too i feel like it's a generational thing too like like your daughter's age they're probably like a pro with this that's true that's really true it's yeah. really easy for them that's that's a good point yeah, yeah. <laughs> um oh i have i'm all over the place chris i'm sorry um <laughs> I was thinking, okay, so you know how Chris Caraba, I don't know if you know, he's doing this whole, like, this is about as social as I get now thing. Like, like a quarantine live stream, but he quotes Dashboard, like, this is about as social as I get now. And then, like, oh, that's for lyric? Yeah. So it's like, cool. oh, well, this is as social as I can be. And then my career from MXPX is doing life in quarantine instead of life in general. And I oh, thought that's... of one for you. Oh, cool. Well, it's not really a name, but you could use... I know I cannot see you even if I wanted to. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. From anywhere with you. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. was um, randomly playing my mix the other day and that song came on. I was like, that's very fitting for cool. right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I've been thinking about doing like um, some sort of podcast thing. Yeah. Uh, it, but like a visual one, like right here, I have these two red couches and be like conversations on the couch kind of vibe. Um, I'm going to interview Lloyd for that nice. for the first one. So maybe I'll I'll use that as the title. Yeah. And keep that in consideration. Very good. good. idea. <laughs> um, OK, so I just have my next notes live stream with Lloyd. That was amazing. That was fun. <sighs> So fun. Um, yeah, I was really excited. And you guys are, like, you guys, you're perfect together. We've got really good chemistry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're like, we're like the, 
the same person in two different bodies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like, I'm just so grateful to have met him. But then the fact that we get to make music together and like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of how he writes and just how his mind works. And, um, and just what he comes up with is so the album we're working on is so good. I can't wait to, to finish it. And we're going to finish it this summer. We'll probably be done with it sometime in July. Uh, it's a double album. So it's like, it's like so much music. Um, but I'm really excited to share it, share it with people, but I'm really excited for people to hear the, the song that we did for the EVR at home compilation, which comes out on Monday. Um, yeah, it was really fun to write that together and to, to work on that together. So Lloyd, Lloyd wrote, um, new verses for, uh, a few sections of this, this song. And, uh, and it just turned out so cool. It was really fun, really fun to work on that together. If I yeah. can uh, make a request, you should release it on July 14th. The album? Yeah. That would be dope. I think we're going <laughs> to, we'll, we'll probably have to shoot for it to be um, finished around then. Oh. The, like mm-hmm. top levels and everything. So I want to, it deserves like a proper home and whatnot. Just like not like putting it out on the web. But we are thinking about putting out another song like before the record comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll keep that in mind. But why is July 14th? That's my birthday. That is nice. So. That's awesome. I'm July 14th. Okay, cool. The, Good to know. The big 3-9. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. This video is throwing me off my game. I feel like on the phone, I, I'm just, I'm getting all flustered. Okay. Um, About it. <laughs> oh, on the live stream, you talked about Aerosmith. And, yeah. And uh, I was going to tell you, I've seen Aerosmith four times with my dad. No way. So That's fun. Awesome. They're so good live. So good. So, so good. good. When, when, did, when were those? Uh, I know I have a poster from 2000. Was this in Texas? Mm-hmm. And then the last time I saw them was 2000, right before I moved here. It's like 2007. Nice. Yeah. They're so Good. So did you grow up liking them? Yeah. So my mom loves like Patsy Cline and disco. <laughs> and then my dad loved like Pink Floyd. Like when I was two years old, I knew all the words to the wall song that Pink Floyd. Wow. That's awesome. So I was very all over the place. Yep. But me and my dad, he would take me to Aerosmith and Tom Petty concerts. Like that was oh, our thing. Crap. Tom yeah. Petty, Floyd's favorites. <sighs> I love Petty. <laughs> um, that's so cool. I never saw Tom Petty in concert. I bet that was amazing. In the next life, right? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, anyways, so it's pretty cool. And so, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so Aerosmith is, is so good live. So good. When did yeah. you see him? Uh, it was, I think it was 1993. Oh, nice. 
Um, or maybe, yeah, so I think Get a Grip had just come out. Mm. Very cool. And you went with yeah. your dad? 92. I actually, I went with, um, I can't remember if my dad took me to that first one. Mm. I guess he must have. Um, it was like maybe my dad or my mom, but then I also had some friends there. And then the next time I saw them was the um, Madison Square Garden. Wow. Two of my friends from, uh, that was in eighth grade. Aww. So that was with, I went with two friends. That's fun. Liz and Jill. And we had, that was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. And her, Liz's mom took us to that one. Mrs. Gordon. Aw. <laughs> She's the last. Uh, the early early uh, incarnations of our band uh, play in her basement all the time. Aww. She was like the coolest. She still is. She's the coolest. That's very cool. Mrs. G. Mrs. G. Yeah. G's are the best. I'm telling you. G's are the best. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I have one little, one little side little thing, and then we can get into the, the fans' okay, cool. questions and stuff. Um, I sent you today that that artwork uh, yeah. that HE Creative did. So cool. Right? And yeah. I just thought it'd be cool to talk about how, like, you guys as musicians are doing this awesome stuff, but you're also inspiring other people to be creative, which... That's rad. I think that's awesome. It's all about. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really fun. Um, Who did that? They are from Europe. I just know they're called H-E Creative. Um, I H- recent H-E. It's like a, it's like two names. It's like a guy and a girl. And they do all this stuff. They just did like a Bayside one. They have books, like little kids' books that are like my first. ABC is a punk rock and every letter is a different band. Sick. It's really, really cool. Like you need to like That's check them out. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Everybody listening should check out H Creative. H E Creative. <laughs> That's cool. But I'm gonna talk to them soon on the podcast. Um, oh, right. well. Um, I gotta like, remind me about that one. I wanna. I'll, I'm gonna check that out. I will. <laughs> and maybe I can. If you think about it, I can. Uh, I'll send you a question to ask them. From yes. Me. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. Cool. All right, Chris. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is the uh, Instagram, Facebook. Christie's friend text messages compilation. (laughs) A lot of text messages came my way. I have a lot of friends that love you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Brandon G, he asks a question that says, is Claudio back in the band? And also, please pass along how awesome it is as a hardcore fan that they are doing a Patreon and being active in these COVID times. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Brandon G. That is so cool. I'm so sad doing the patreon too and yes claudio is back in the band yeah which i'm so thrilled about he's an amazing drummer and uh i love him as a person and uh it's it's really fun to make music with him i like how he thinks as a drummer and i love how he plays and he's a total pro awesome he has really fun hair too totally not he music. Sh- <laughs> does <laughs> yeah. even he wasn't in the band we were still friends and uh he actually even when he was doing uh, a cross-country road trip in this camper with it, uh, with his wife a couple years back, he stopped here for a night in Chico, oh. and they put back here in the in the lot behind this the studio, and uh, and we hung out all night here in the bug, and um, 
and we had fun even so we we were still close even when he was in motion city and uh and then uh when we needed a new drummer it was kind of a no-brainer let's get let's just have claudio come back he was psyched on it we were psyched on it and then we we actually got to play together when we rehearsed for the third eye blind tour Mm -hmm. in seattle we were uh, right before all this stuff was uh, about to happen right as the lockdown was about Mm -hmm. to happen leading up to that the last few days of freedom um we were rocking out and it was so much fun like i Honestly, I don't think I've ever had more fun playing than those few days leading up to the Third Eye Blind tour getting canceled and, and lockdown uh, happening. Um, and and it was because uh, just the chemistry was so good with uh, me and Arun and Rodrigo and Claudio and Chris. Um, it was it just felt it has never felt better playing. And even though it was just us in a rehearsal space. You know, and, and the, our few uh, friends and crew members, it was like one of my my favorite times playing. That's awesome. Felt nice. so powerful, awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was rad. <laughs> okay. Joe, are you gonna throw up? Oh no! Better out than Joey. <laughs> Is she okay? <laughs> yeah, she like she chews on sticks outside. Mm. Like her favorite things to play fetch, and then she just like goes a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, dogs are the best. Um, okay, so these, these there's three people in this next one. Venice, who you know. Oh, I love Venice. Yeah, Joey F, and then my friend James. Um, so they, I'm just gonna read the three things that they said. <clears throat> yeah. Can you have Chris talk more about stay what you are? anniversary tour and what they're planning for that and also are they going to release any more pressings of in reverie on vinyl maybe for the anniversary and is there any chance that can't slow down will be a re-release with b-sides and extras like through being cool guy oh good question um good questions (laughs) i don't i don't know if can't slow down has any b-sides like i i didn't i did not do a good job of like keeping old recordings and I don't think I don't think we made any like demo there. Oh, the only thing we did for that was the actual saves the day demo, mm-hmm. and that that's already been released on ups and downs. That whole demo is on there. It's like starts with the song East Coast and then ends with the song I think 1959, and 1959 was a B side of the demo that actually wasn't on the demo. But there were also some of the demo tracks that we didn't put on ups and downs because they wound up on cancel it down like. I don't think Handsome Boy, the demo cut is on Ups and Downs or like Hot Time in Delaware. I think some of those songs weren't on Ups and Downs, so maybe we could do that. I do, th- I'm pretty sure, actually I know for a fact, Can't Slow Down is being repressed oh. because uh, I'm having to um, like check all the artwork. We're gonna put it, put it out with new artwork. I just, actually I'm glad you asked because I completely spaced on doing that because I'm so busy. Uh, this coming week, I have to like proofread all the lyrics, and because um, there are a couple typos on the original release, like it's a, it's a spelled hot time in Delaware instead of Delaware on the back <laughs> of the very first release pressing. So I know canceled getting a new uh, new pressing on vinyl. Nice. In Reverie, 
sure what the deal is within Reverie. I know because it was different labels. I know Vagrant Records owned the um, the vinyl, the rights to the vinyl, and then DreamWorks and Universal owned all the digital rights. Um, and I don't know like where that all is right now. I'm, I, I think we were going to do something with it with Equal Vision. I think Equal Vision might have at some point gotten the license to do the uh, vinyl and then too much time went by and it reverted to some, I, I have to look into that. I have to look into to, uh, In Reverie. Um, and also I feel like sometimes In Reverie isn't on like some of the streaming stuff. Hmm. We've been on so many different like labels and everything that there's like lots of like legal loopholes and whatnot. The, all that licensing and whatnot. It's really weird how music, the music business works. It's extremely weird. And, and to be quite frank, it's sort of disheartening. So I don't spend too much time thinking about it. Uh, I just like continue to make new stuff need to go out there and keep playing these songs i love i love all the music um i just have no idea i don't under fully understand the business i just know how to play and write songs so like i just kind of focus on that but i'm sure it'll happen in the next five years awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right yes david you turns 20 next year on july 10th um so uh we were we will definitely a thousand percent be touring if everybody's allowed outside of their homes at that point we will definitely be doing i i want to do a full u.s tour of stay what you are and then i would love to take it overseas i also know i think vagrant records owns that record um and i don't know like what we haven't talked to i don't think we've talked to them yet about doing a repressing or whatever for that i know we had a bunch we, i think we demoed the entire album before it came out and uh, a bunch of the songs have like different arrangements and stuff um, that would be extremely interesting for people to hear because some of the songs like firefly was like arranged in a different way wow. um like the the outro where it's like to me you are the light from the light bulb breaks sometimes that whole part was originally going to repeat as a chorus so like every time uh there's like the i know you're next to me but i must confess what's in my head it was going to go into the to me you are the light uh but then while we, when we were working with rob schnaff and arranging all the songs he was like hey let it'd be fun to try that as just an outro and so we did it like that and it felt so cool. So but the but the original version where that that outro was used as a chorus is definitely somewhere like on a cassette tape or like a burn CD. That's fun. And somebody's got to have it. I'm sure some that's how we found the through being cool tapes. Somebody still had those demos. Like I didn't I don't have any of that old stuff. I'm so bad. And also, like, the technology that I use to record all the demos is now obsolete. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff's just, like, trapped on old pre -ex Like, before we were using hard drives, it's trapped on, like, pre -exist uh, the pre-existing data storage that was that what people were using back then. Like a floppy disk? Kind of like <laughs> that. More like it was some sort of seed 
like disc type but um yeah i think most of that stuff is like locked in time capsules <laughs> but uh but yeah but i'm psyched about the tour so um but i i have no idea when that's going to happen because mm -hmm. i think right now i think we just all need to like wait to see what's going on with this whole thing and i i don't imagine anybody's going to be let outside until there's like a vaccine and i i uh, but you know what i don't like i said earlier like i don't spend too much time trying to predict the future because it's going to unfold as it will but once we're allowed back out there, we're, we're psyched. So even if it's a 21st anniversary tour in 2022, we will we'll be doing it. We'll be doing Stay What You Are in the full album. Awesome. That's really cool. You were talking about tapes. I have two questions about Lisa's birthday tape songs. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> Someone was, oh, Aaron says, is there a chance we'll ever get to play any of those songs off that tape? And my friend James wants to know the story behind the tape. So they're really good, but they're also kind of mean. I do, like, that's that was, like, my style of writing back then. Okay. Uh, like, I've talked about a lot, like, the song Rocks Tonic, Rocks Tonic Juice Magic, that's a very mean song, but it wasn't about anybody. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that was just my writing style back then. I, I was like pissed off for <laughs> people were shitty and there's like a general feeling that people are shitty. Mm -hmm. And so I would write about like jerks and creeps and stuff. Um, but not like about specific jerks and creeps. It would just be this feeling of fuck you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't remember that those songs were not about anybody. I wrote them all and I wrote all of those songs in one night. The story behind it is Lisa was someone that worked at Equal Vision, and um, she was really, really cool person, worked at Equal Vision, was a big Saves the Day fan, and I was uh, scheduled to play at her birthday barbecue, And but it was, something happened where I couldn't make it, and like the night before I was supposed to go, I couldn't make it for some reason. And so I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll like record her uh, a birthday tape huh. and send that instead. Because my friend Ted, who used to be in the band, was going, he was going up to the, he used to live uh, with me at my mom's house in Princeton. And um, he was going to drive up for the, the barbecue. And so I spent, I stayed up all night long writing these songs and recording them and then gave ted the tape hmm. sent it with him and he he brought it to lisa and gave it to her and so it was lisa's birthday tape that's fun but uh yeah i did all of that in one night like just like really really quickly um wrote the songs and recorded them on the spot and i had this really fun casio keyboard that i used for a bunch of the sounds i still have that casio keyboard it's actually in the next room over there um, and, uh, yeah, I still use that thing. It's really fun. <laughs> um, that was really fun doing that. Like, I remember how much fun it was writing those songs and that, that whole night was extremely fun. And it's so wild to me that all these years later, people got their hands on that tape, you know, cause I just made it for Lisa Yeah. and I love that it's become Lisa's birthday tape. <laughs> I that's so cool. Somebody's going to have to send it to me, though, because I don't remember. I'll, I would love to play those songs. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but I don't have them. Hmm. I don't. So I would have to relearn them. 
<laughs> if I songs that like even with Saves the Day songs that are released, I'll have to go back and uh, like listen to them and uh, and relearn them. Sometimes, uh, sometimes like I'll listen to them on iTunes, and then sometimes I'll like notice that <clears throat> the lyrics though that are online are completely wrong. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> keep like. All- so many of the lyrics online are not what I'm actually saying. Wow. So I can't rely on that. If I'm ever like, what was I saying there? <laughs> yeah, I, I like try to remember if it's, I didn't like enunciate well enough in the vocal take. I'll have to like think, what did I say in that line? Cause the, the lyrics online are wrong. One of my projects for this summer is to fix all of the lyrics online hmm. Because I really love the words, and I, like, really, like, spent time making them, like, what I wanted them to be, how how I wanted them to be. So it really bugs me that the lyrics would be wrong. I'll be like, I had, the, the lyrics would be so bad online. <laughs> it, I wrote something super cool right there. Oh. So I got to, I got to fix that. Uh, one of my ex-boyfriends, the guy I moved to California to be with. Towards the end, he was just bugging me, and we were getting on each other's nerves. And <laughs> and we went. Actually, he was at the, sh- the last show I saw you at, like, years ago. And he was just bugging me. Anyhow, um, <laughs> but what line was it? He always got wrong, and I think he was just being funny, but it bothered me. And it was like, um, I don't have the stomach uh, to call you. Um, yeah. But he'd always say something. He would say stomach flu instead of stomach. <laughs> and I was like, he's not nice. talking about a stomach flu. Oh, anyways. That's that was, awesome. That's how I knew that that guy wasn't going to be good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Christopher G. Uh, this nice. Is a, this is a fun one. Um, says, Adam from Taking Back Sunday told me a story about how To Hell With You and All Your Friends from a Decade Under the Influence was lifted, inspired by To Hell With You from Sell My Old Clothes. I'm off to heaven. He said he called Chris and got his blessings. Can you confirm this? Yeah, I think that's that's legit. Okay. I feel legit. Adam and I are, are good buddies and we talk a lot about lyrics mm-hmm. like that's usually when we're texting it's about lyrics it'll be like yo dude I love what you did there oh. um, and uh, and he, he's he's a great great dude I love Adam so much um, I love that band like I love those guys so much we got to take them on their first like huge tour oh. the Reverie tour and it was a really long tour. I think it was like 10 weeks long. And so we, we all really got close and got to know each other. And I was just, I loved it. Like Adam told me stories of how when he was in high school, he ditched school to follow Saves the Day. Wow. So, and I didn't know like at the time that like Adam Lazara is like following us around every, every show and whatnot, like all up and down the East Coast. But then when he told me that stuff later, I was like, man, I'm so honored, you know, because I'm I'm such a fan of what he does. I love his vibe. I love his lyrics. He's such an incredible frontman. He's probably the most charismatic frontman in the all in all of emo. I would say Gerard Way is like mm. the, um, and then Jeff Rickley, I think is one of my favorite uh, frontmen ever. Uh, and then Adams should say, fucking star. Um, <laughs> I think Jeff Rickley, on that note, is my favorite lyricist in this whole world of music. He's an absolute poet. Nice. Aw. I actually was listening, before I interviewed you last time, I was researching the podcast, and I heard you on his. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. I That's I was on uh, one of the first episodes for his his podcast, and that that was really I was that was an honor to be a part of that. I love Jeff so much. Hmm. Awesome. Okay, this is a fun one. I didn't All know right. anything about this, but I I looked it up after she asked me, and now I'm super curious about this as well. Okay. My friend Erica, she says. I had heard a story that when Saves the Day performed on Conan, he was dared not to move from the spot he was standing in during the performance, and I was wondering if that's true. I was dared? Apparently you were dared not to move from the spot that you were standing in. That is not true. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Where, I don't even know where she heard it, but. I think it was maybe our first TV appearance, mm. so I was probably just, like, scared out of my mind. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, like, it was really fun to watch. I'm not like natural born entertainer. I'm a natural born songwriter mm. and and uh, performer, but I'm not like a natural born entertainer. So all that stuff is like very unnatural to me. Um, you like if I were to do it now though, I could do a really good job. I'd have because now I'm like comfortable and like I've had 20 years of experience. Yeah. Um, so like now, like when I get to do these live streams now, I'm just like having the time of my life. It's just so fun. So if I were able to go back to that spot, I would move from that spot. Nice. <laughs> I, you were, um, I, I was just like, oh, you're so, um, what's the word? Young? Very, yeah, I was like, you're very young. But I was also like, that stage is tiny. I'm like, I don't even know where you would have moved. So it was so small. It's amazing to me, like when you wind up doing these TV things mm -hmm. and you're you're in the TV studio, it's insane how small they are. Because it looks huge, kind of, it looks bigger on TV. You feel like it's like this big space. But then when you go to them, you're like, wow, this is a, just a tiny little room. And like the audience always looks like it's like a bunch of people, but it, it'll be like a, a very, very uh, like small, like sort of shallow, short space where there's like, 75 seats but it looks like a thousand people there it's weird that's fun um speaking of performances like performers i want to go back talk about tom petty for a hot second he just stood there and sang he wasn't and it was the best like i was like this that, guy does not have to do a single thing <laughs> that's definitely my vibe like i, I just it. i love to play and mm -hmm. sing i'm not there to like I'm not an Adam Lazara. He's mm. so charismatic, and he climbs up the poles and hangs <laughs> and stuff. Like, that's just not me. I'm just a guy that just, like, loves to stand there and play. That's my vibe. Um, and then I love the Oasis thing where, like, they're really feeling it, but they're not moving around. Mm -hmm. Like, they are, they are feeling those songs, and they're feeling their own vibe. But yeah, that's cool that Tom Petty did that, and I, I'm glad that you shared that, and that he it was still so good. Awesome. Well, just speaking as a friend slash fan, like you don't have to change whatever the heck you're doing. You're doing a Thank good job. Every once in a while, like when when I've shared this with you, how like you when you uh, put yourself out there, people can be like critical. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, when I see like somebody's comment, like he was just standing there. I'm like, yeah, but you have no idea how much I was feeling that. Behind my shades, I was crying, Aww. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, so I trust that the vibe is, uh, if the vibe is, is there, it's real, and uh, some people will feel it. So I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay. 
I'm curious also about this one because I am a huge fan of the song. Will you ever play 29 in a live stream or YouTube in its entirety? Ask oh, Inez. yeah. That would be really, really cool. I'll have to like learn how to do that because we recorded that and like we used a modular technique of recording that. So we recorded each song on its own and then strung it together in, into one huge uh, Pro Tools session. And the songs, some of the songs are in, in different tunings. Like I did a lot of like Led Zeppelin, subtle Led Zeppelin tricks on that album where did open tunings for certain songs so you could have certain strings ringing out and resonating. But if you uh, to, were to re try to play the song in standard, a standard tuning, it would be different and awkward and m impossible maybe. So I'd have to like... The same thing is true of Daybreak because those songs are in different keys. That when we tried to do Daybreak live, Arun would have to do a guitar change in the middle of the song, like in one section of the song, he'd have to like hand his guitar off to the guitar tech and get a new one and then start playing. So those songs are incredibly difficult to pull off live, but absolutely I intend to do that. Um, I do plan on doing 29 as a, one of the bug session singles yeah so once i do that i think that's going to be like probably a months long project because it's so long there's so much that that would involve um but once i do that i will have the experience of how to play those songs on an acoustic guitar nice. and then i will be able to rehearse it and rehearse it to death so that when I finally do play it, I could do it with confidence. Nice. Very cool. I, it's so good. Thank you. I really, really love that song. I don't know if you I, read my blog. and I know you're like the busiest of all the bees in the world. <laughs> but um, I like was talking on it and I put my favorite Saves the Day records and I was like, listen to 29. Start with 29. Oh, cool. And I Yo. just went on about it. That's so dope. Thank you so much. Yeah. It, was, it was really fun when you asked me about that and I shared all the uh, sort of behind the scenes info. Yeah. It was fun to, to write that up and share that with you and it meant a lot to me that you you like got what it was all about. That was very special. Thank you. You're I appreciate <laughs> It was it very was inspiring. Fun, like so much fun to work on that song. Yeah, that was it's that was one of my favorite writing experiences ever. And it was a it was like a, a roller coaster because there were feelings and thoughts that were resurfacing that I hadn't dealt with from so long ago yeah. and things that I didn't want to write about, but since I followed the the muse and the I followed the inspiration wherever it leads and I'm like dedicated to it to serve it uh I was like, all right, here we go. And it wound up being this incredibly cathartic experience. Like I I needed to deal with those feelings. Mm -hmm. I unearthed a lot of stuff that I had bottled up and uh and it was it was healthy. It's good. <laughs> it was hard. It was yeah. good. Yeah. I um okay, so I have like one more little comment from a fan, but I have my own real quick I just thought of. So Again, I know you're busy. I sent, and okay, for those of you who don't know, I'm writing this story and Chris gave me some notes on it and I did some notes and I sent them back to you. I don't know if you've got a chance to read those yet. But the other day, 
I had this dream and I woke up and it felt so real. And I remember waking up and I was like, oh, that's what I want that character to feel. Oh, so cool. You know? And I was wondering if that it, ever happens to you. Do you wake up like, oh. Hmm? Yeah, um, like I wake up with songs hmm. in my So wake up out of a dream having just heard a song and then I'll record that voice memo. And uh, like that's, I think the next, my next, maybe a solo album or maybe saves was going to be songs from a dream. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's, but I'm always like, thank the sweet Lord of music for that. <laughs> so that's so cool that you yeah. got like divine inspiration. Yeah, it was weird. It was like two days ago. I woke up and I was like so happy. And then all this automatic like sense of like, ugh. Just like yeah, no way. I, but. Wait, so did, did you write the feelings down though? I did. And I, I still remember what it felt like, but I there's a scene, a certain character meets a certain character, and I was like, oh, that's what I want to write how she felt, because in my dream, it was happening to me. That's so cool. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. And then it's fleeting, because mm -hmm. it's like uh, everything's, it's like we're in a river. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's some quote, like, no man steps into the same river twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's it keeps moving, yeah. it keeps, moving, and that's like that's just part of the human experience. Like knowing knowing that, and then those good moments, you wish you could hold on to them, but they don't last. It's like a beautiful sunset mm -hmm. will be that amazing melon pink orange sky, and you're like, holy mother of glory, <laughs> and then ten minutes later, it's gone. Yeah, you know, but that's what also what makes that beautiful is that it's not that way all the time. So it's like. The, you know the contrast. The, like for me, that that um, that naming technique from a path with heart is what has helped me. Even in the hard moments, you start to realize that there's beauty in those too. If you're like, oh, I don't feel that way anymore. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Instead of like, or or even, oh wow, I wish I felt that way. Yeah. Instead of like like struggling to make it come back, noticing that it's not there, and then then you, you can enter the stream of ex experiencing life um, in, a, in a different relationship. Hmm. I actually just finished that chapter. I'm nice. the slowest reader, and it was kind of funny because I didn't sleep well for like two nights in a row, and it was talking about naming things, and it was like tiredness or something. And I yeah. was like, I'm so tired. But I was like, no, I'm not tired. Am I tired? But now in the book, it's like you're either really tired or you're fighting something. I'm right. Like, I'm like, yeah. What is it? So I'm I'm paying attention. I'm getting it. <laughs> it's really cool. And then mm -hmm. I feel like life is completely new. Yeah. You know, because then your uh like your relationship with life itself is more open. Mm -hmm. You're like more free to experience everything instead of like fighting to make things different. You're experiencing things how they actually are. It's true. I'm gonna link that book because for those of you who don't know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> Chris path showed me this book. Talk about it. <laughs> a Path with Heart is this incredible book by this guy, Jack Cornfield, who's, uh, he's like pretty big deal in the Buddhist, American Buddhist community. He's got this awesome meditation retreat near here, like a couple hours from here called Spirit Rock. But he's just, he's an author. He writes, and he writes in this incredible sort of conversational style. So it feels like an old friend talking to you. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily specifically about Buddhism, I don't think. It's just about being alive, like the human experience to me. But A Path with Heart is this incredible book that really, really helped me at a really, really hard time. And uh, and then he has another book called A Wise Heart. 
Um, both those books are incredible. But A Path with Heart is just uh, like written in this very conversational style and um, has a lot of really, really cool tricks of just like how to feel more comfortable with the human experience. It's a trip. It's so it's so difficult being human. And uh, that that book was uh, was just so incredibly important to me. Um, I like right when I needed it. Um, I somebody turned me on to that, and uh, and I got to anybody that's I know that is going through like a particularly tough time, and I feel like is open to that kind of thing. I'd be like, this book might be good. It really helped me, and uh, and and I found that like most people that read it find comfort in it. I agree. Great, a path with heart. Path with heart. It's kind of funny too because I. I think it's like the first chapter is talking about like living well and loving well. And um, like I, I took that as just like don't let the little things get to you as much. Then maybe they do. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they do. I yeah. find that it's like, like you have to like open yourself up to every part of your own experience. Like, oh, I'm cranky today. Hmm. You true. know, like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. Like I feel like this. And it, when you when you enter the experience of of life like that, you, it do, your feelings don't get backed up, mm-hmm. turn into storm clouds where then you fly into a rage. You're just like, I feel like this right now. 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 And you're not fighting. You could even at first for me, like I noticed myself fighting. So it was a lot of, oh, I'm fighting this feeling. I'm fighting this feeling. That doesn't happen. And for years now, Thank God. I wrote, found that book like 15, 16 years ago. So it's, um, I'm at a different point in the journey where like I could just go with it, go with it, go with it, go with it, even if it's a difficult feeling, you know, so it doesn't get backed up. And that that way you enter the flow of life. And it's oh, it's going to you're going to wake up sometimes from a dream and like wish that that feeling could stay and then be like, oh, shit, I'm right. I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lonely, you know, and like that, or like, oh man, I'm sad, Mm. you know, it's tough, um, but it's actually incredibly beautiful. Um, I mean, I'm speaking from like a different vantage point, just, just because of the amount of time that I've been on this other path, the sort of path inward. Um, but I, I remember how hard it was. But there's, it's, if I could, if I could do it and if I could find peace and freedom, like anybody can, cause I was a straight fuck up. Like I was messed up. Like I was like that the lowest point was my bandmates were like, yo dude, we can't do this anymore if you don't like get help. So they found me this amazing Buddhist therapist here in Chico. And uh, I started going to see him and he's the one that turned me onto a path with heart. And, and that's when I began my journey into meditation and mindfulness. And God, thank God. And that's also when I started writing the trilogy. Um, so everything just exploded out of me as I learned how to meditate. And it was all these like ancient feelings and things that I hadn't experienced pro- or properly or processed properly. And um, gosh, it was an awesome journey. It was like healing these old wounds you know yeah yeah and then the war was over wow the war inside of myself was over 
like the, in that song, Say You'll Never Leave, the war inside my mind mm. is killing me. It was like that. Um, but then as soon as I learned that the process of going with it, like, oh, I'm feeling this right now. I'm feeling this right now. I'm feeling this. Breathing in, I'm aware I'm feeling this. Breathing out, I'm aware, aware I'm feeling that. Um, that's when the war was over because I wasn't fighting against my feelings. I was going with my feelings. It's counterintuitive. You feel like you're going to drown, but you don't. You it's realize you're standing in two feet of water. It's not, you're not being swallowed by the ocean. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. It's funny that you say water because I read better when I'm like, I hope this isn't TMI. Everyone does this. When I take baths, I take yeah. a bath and I get my book and I'm in yeah. there. And I was just like super in it the other day. I was like, oh, this is such a good book. And then I dropped the book in the bath. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, that's ironic, but it's fine. It's kind of, I kind of like it now. It's kind of wrinkled, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is alright this is how it is but anyhow I amazing that yeah. like I, that the the heart the heart has the space to hold anything because mm -hmm. we're so up here in our heads yeah the heart like I learned how to open up to my, the, my heart I never even listened to my heart before that book mm -hmm. like oh, what how does your heart feel about that like holy shit my heart like I know Native Americans thought that your brain or where your mind was in your heart. Mm -hmm. Like they thought that's where your heart. And then once I connected to my heart, I realized it had a mind of its own as well. And it was so much deeper and so much more wise than my head. Yeah. So like heart, my heart could hold any experience and it had, it had like loving space for anything. It had infinite forgiveness in there. And uh, just a place to like, it was like an open, it was like opened arms. Yeah. Yeah, so if you connect to your heart, it's the, it's been there for you the whole time. Jeez. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Worry about it. Let's breathe. Just breathe. Okay. <laughs> I could I could talk to you for like hours about this. Yeah. Um, before I get to the like the last little comment, one really quick question. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? No, what's that? Oh, man. It's like, it's a, it's kind of like, like, are you a Pisces? Yeah. Okay, so you know how like, there's different signs like kind of tell you a lot about who you are? Um, the Enneagram does that too. Like cool. I'm a four, which is an individualist, and we feel everything. And, yeah. Um, I feel like I can usually pick out fours pretty quickly, and I always wonder if you're a four. I'm going to send okay. you the test. Yeah, cool. I'm it's psyched. Re it's really cool. But I was laughing because I follow this like co-starology thing, and I always like to like read all the – different signs and I noticed that I have friends that are Pisces and Pisces and I'm a Cancer are like very similar oh that's cool that's cool so I think that's why I found like I, I yeah. think I bond with you pretty well because yeah. of that <laughs> people like harmonize with one another like different yeah. song mm -hmm. and then sometimes there's dissonance and then there's then there's resonance yeah, yeah. totally I'm gonna send it yeah. to you I think it's fun it only takes like 10 minutes you can go like Really deep into it. I have to finish that cover today, but then once I finish that, I'm gonna try to give myself a Saturday night. And Luella just went with her mom. Nice. So and Lloyd and Althea are here. So I think I'm like once I'm done with my work, <laughs> try to take a breath and you like take a breath. I know, you know, like I I found that it's really it's good for me to try to carve out space where I'm not like working because I have so much to do all the time, um, and so I'm trying to create weekends. 
Um, but like yesterday I had to work today. I've got to work just cause I have deadlines right now, yeah. but then I'm going to take like tomorrow. I'm not working tomorrow. I'm not going to work tomorrow. Nice. So I could do this thing. This cool. any, I'm psyched. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I'm going to end our little fun time chat with this episode. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, my, <laughs> so my friend James just wanted to say that Sound the Alarm is an amazing album lyrically and musically one of his top three Saves the Day albums and he wished that it got talked about more than it does thank you James yeah. That's I love that record so much and I appreciate you saying that the other thing too for me is like I enjoy making these uh, records so much like that like I I get as enough satisfaction out of just making them and then playing the songs like I could play these songs and I'm going to play these songs till I die and uh, like I get enough joy and satisfaction out of writing them recording them and playing them that it does not matter to me whether people uh, like talk about them or if they get like a, an exposure it doesn't matter to me. But then when people do connect to the music, it matters so much. Like, so it means so much to me just in this moment that James said that, Aww. like, that's enough for me. Like, I'm like, that makes me happy. And like that, that is why I do this. You know, like I, I love doing it on my own. And then just, even if there's one person that connects to it, you know, and gets something out of it, like, damn, I'm psyched. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like. I feel like that's. I feel like that is one of the best Saves the Day records, and and to me, uh, I think like, I don't know if people realize like how serious I am about the trilogy. Um, those three records go together. It's like all three. Like if you made a playlist and listened to Sound the Alarm through the end of Daybreak, that's how I intend that to be listened to. Um, and if you if you had like a pen and took out the lyrics and were like underlining certain key phrases and themes, you'd notice that it all goes together. Um, like I put so much thought and effort into that, into those, into that trilogy, um, and it was just so much fun. I, my mom framed this chart that I was using when I was writing Daybreak, where I have all of the lyrics for Sound the Alarm and all of the lyrics for Under the Boards and then some of the lyrics that I had already started for Daybreak where I'm like highlighting things and drawing uh, arrows in the margins and making notes in the margins as I was like tying it all together. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like it was, and I've showed Lloyd like my notebooks where I was like, going through all of the, the themes and tying them all together as I was working on Daybreak. Um, and and it was the, one of the most fun, I think that was probably my favorite creative um, experience so far. Um, it was very much like writing 29, but it was a whole three album journey. Yeah. Um, but also Sound the Alarm for me is where I realized um, that uh, I could be deceptively simple with like my musical trickery so like in reverie was where i really like understood music so much i was like holy shit <laughs> uh, i really really went for it like with the musical like intellectualism 
And then on Sound the Alarm, I had like gotten so deep into the Beatles at that point, and I realized, oh, the Beatles will like use these fancy chords like once in a song. And then that moment is so special because like they're not using like all of that crazy intellectualism like everywhere. They like put it in these choice little spots. And that's what I learned on Sound the Alarm. So I was like, oh, okay, I could use that minor seven flat five like just right there in the bridge or like throw in a diminished chord like just right one time. <laughs> and it became extremely satisfying to be like deliberate about um, the moments where I'm like flexing That's it was awesome. really, really fun. I know I said this in the last conversation, but I am completely blown away by this music writing process. I Thank <laughs> It's so fun. <laughs> luckiest dude in the world just to get to do it. I could do it forever. You music is an infinite thing. <laughs> I, if I lived for a million years, I would not get bored. That's awesome. Yeah. Dang. Well, this is going to sound super corny, but I'm going to say it anyways. But Chris Conley, you make the world a better place. Thank you, Christy. I really appreciate that <laughs> so much. And you do too. Oh, thank People you. that joy are, you know, yeah. it, we don't all feel joy. Yeah. You know, so it's a really special thing. And to be able to share that with the world is, is important and it's awesome. It's, we need to, we need to, um, find as much love as we can you know and share it it's important i agree we got to come together and be that human <laughs> family yes <laughs> man yeah well i'm glad that we got to chat i'm glad about this technical thing <laughs> yeah we made it work <laughs> definitely a first actually i'm gonna do a um blah, blah, blah. what am i saying i'm gonna do a high five with you okay Sick. Okay, let me see if I can figure. I have too many apps on my phone. Okay. This isn't gonna be in the podcast, so we won't cool. sound like we won't sound like dorks. I don't mind. We should. Okay. We should leave. Okay. <laughs> I don't Jeez, Louise. Do you like in your new phone? Is it working better? I love it. Nice. I'm so liked on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least, and thank God that um, all my the only thing I was worried about was all my voice memos of all those songs that come to dreams. All my lyrics and all my all my songs were on that. So thank God, though, I had backed it up to the cloud like a week before, and so they're all there when finally. So, but my new phone is rad okay. as hell. Good. Unless I take a regular photo because I'm a dork. You ready? That, yeah. <laughs> I'm like this big. <laughs> it's I think that's funny. Good way to, uh, and you should keep all this in the podcast. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody likes like reality, you know, like yeah. not like the um, the glossy polished version. Just keep it real. Well, this one's definitely been real. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm <laughs> fun. This it was, was cool. Really fun. It was yeah, fun. cool way to do it. Yeah, if you ever uh, need a Skype chat, I am here now. I know how it works. Okay, awesome. And um... I will, I probably I'm because I'm allergic to technology, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, I told you my dad and phones are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's interesting. It's you're not I'll, alone. I'm crossing my fingers <laughs> that I don't somehow through all this electronic, <laughs> the electronic transmissions break your phone again. Break, <laughs> break your recording tool. That was so weird. Yeah, I know. 
it's, man. There's, it's, there's, it's, it's real. The struggles. <laughs> real. It's true. Cool. Well, um, what do you have going on next? I know you have your Patreon. Yeah, I get the cover coming out mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, bug the next bug session single comes out on the fifteenth. Um, we didn't do the the concert yet for for May since Riot Fest just happened. We're gonna do the concert. I'm supposed to do an all request concert every month. That's gonna happen the first week of June, and then we're gonna do an, another one at the end of June. So the one for May is actually gonna be the first week of June. So we have two, two the two all request concerts coming up next month. Uh, I think I'm doing a live stream with Emo Night because um, they're really good friends. Mm-hmm. They're awesome people. I'm trying to get get involved with that, and um, Lloyd and I are going to record another uh, like standalone track, not for the album. We did a single called Lockdown that the video is getting processed now. That'll be coming out, uh, but then we're going to do another song um, talking about the experience that's going on in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're going to be trying to get two of his songs done next month. And then we're trying to go on a trip July 4th to see Althea's family, cool. uh, it's, as long as it's safe. And then come back and finish Lloyd's record in July. And then um, I'll be doing a bunch more concerts and whatnot along the way, for sure. But uh, I'm really excited to get to work on the next Seiza Day album. I have a lot of a lot of songs that have been building up and uh, and words and melodies and I just like really, 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 really psyched to do that. Yeah. Like I can't wait to start working on album ten. And then I really want to do a Chris Conley solo album. Yes. Would, I'm like really, really pumped on doing that. Cool. So, yeah. So that's yeah. Are you and Max going to do anything again? Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. I know he's doing like a solo record right now. And he shared with me some of that stuff. It's so good. It's so, yeah. Very cool. Yay. Awesome. Well, um, how, is your puppy good? She's. She's good. She made it. She made that episode. (laughs) She's passed out. Awesome. Cool. Um, Well, enjoy the rest of your day. And, um. It was good to hang out. <laughs> it was good to hang out. Awesome. My friend. Okay, Christy, You're I'll awesome. see you. And uh, let me know when the podcast uh, comes out on Wednesday the 3rd, and uh, I'll I'll blast it out from my end. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to work on it this weekend. Okay. So- Yay. And I'm talking to Kevin on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Tell him I say hey. I will. Ask him a question, too. Yes. So uh, Chris wants to know, uh, what's your earliest memory of knowing that you loved music? Ooh, that's a great question. That's going to be the first one I ask. Cool. Rad. Awesome. Hey. Okay, okay, friend. I'm going to stop rambling. And you okay. have an awesome, awesome night. Okay, you too. <laughs> Bye, friend. There. Bye. Progress. Atomic peace of mind from I had so much fun with that conversation. It totally started out in a way I did not anticipate um, being on a video and all, but um, 
It really, really was so much fun. And I'm so honored and excited and happy to be friends with Chris. And, you know, just just a fun freaking human. Um, and, uh, yeah, so please, please, please follow Chris on social media. Follow the band on social media. Him and Lloyd are going to create some amazing stuff. We got some new Saves a Day stuff coming out soon. So I'm going to link all the places that you can connect to the band and to Chris. And if you are able to follow him on Patreon, I believe it starts at $5 a month. It's really, really fun. You get new Saves a Day music every month. And it's seriously so much fun. Um, and also speaking of Saves a Day songs, I'm going to add five Saves a Day songs to the podcast soundtrack. I'm going to add Remember, Verona, Ring Pop, Hold, and Coconut. All songs we talked about or heard in this episode. And of course, I'm going to link where you can hear the entire song that Chris and Lloyd made together. It's about nine minutes long. I totally would have just put it in this episode. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I'm going to link it so you guys can go get it for yourself. Um, but yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. You can follow me along on Instagram at ChrisDG. I'm going to link it all so you can just click away. And um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. I have next week Kevin Devine. Had a lot of fun talking to him too. And just so very grateful and thankful for these amazing, amazing people that I've had these awesome, awesome talks with. And yeah. Yes, guys. So again, thank you so much for listening. I am really, really excited and honored to be able to share all this with you. All right. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next episode. P.S. A special thanks to MXPX for providing the music for the podcast.